amen. So again, let me encourage you to be here on Wednesday night for Bible study and Sunday morning for Bible study, uh, Sunday school lesson. Brother Miller is doing such an awesome job. Uh, amen. You got to press your way through sometime. It's those times you don't feel like it is when you got to press your way. Amen. And, and say, I got to be there to hear the word of God. Amen. And to see what God is going to do in all of it. Amen. To the book of Jeremiah this morning, chapter 29, verse 1 through 14. Thank you, musicians. Amen. I sprained a lot of these songs on these guys at the last minute, but they get it. So thank God for the Holy Ghost field musicians. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> And we will be doing a Sunday school program recognition right after service this morning. So please don't run off. (laughs) Stay here for us for a second. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 1 through 14. Now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders which was carried away captive. And to the priests and to the prophets and to all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. After that, Jeconiah, the king and the queen of the eunuchs, the princes of Judah and Jerusalem, and the carpenters and the smiths, was departed from Jerusalem by the hand of Elsha, the son of Saphan, and Jeremiah, the son of Helkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent unto Babylon, to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Build ye houses and dwell in them, and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives and beget sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, that ye may be increased there and not diminished. And seek the peace of the city, whether I have caused you to be carried away captive. And pray unto the Lord for it, for in the peace there shall ye have peace. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you. Neither hearken to your dreams which ye cause to be dreams. For the prophecy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. For thus saith the Lord, that after seventy years be accomplished at Babylon, will I visit you and perform my good word towards you, and causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when you shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. And I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from the places whether I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again unto the place which I cause you to be carried away captive. 
Wow. And I want to talk to you today from this thought. When God ordains your captivity. When God ordains your captivity. Father, again, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your long-suffering, your precious love towards each of us, God, today. Words can never express, God, enough thanksgiving to you for all you do for us, God. Great indeed is thy faithfulness. God, we've got so many exceeding precious promises from you that I don't even know where to begin and what to do with all of them, Lord. But I just trust you, God, because I know that your way is made perfect in my will and your will, oh God. is My will is in your will, God, and I praise you. And I thank you again for loving us like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated this morning. When God ordains your captivity, amen. Sometimes in this walk of life of ours, amen, if we are not careful, we can get into these habits and think that everything that transpired and taken place is of the devil. And as a result, we can get to saying the devil is doing this and the devil is doing that. And let's go beat up the devil and let's go do this. Amen. We're not realizing that some of the things that may be transpiring in our lives may be totally of God. Amen. And so this is why we walk by faith and not by sight. We have to keep our eyes on the Lord at every juncture now that we are born again and new believers in Christ Jesus. We find with Israel, we know the story about Israel. Israel was chosen by God to be his people. But what we find as we study and read scripture of Israel, Israel found themselves in a lot of their situations and problems because of disobedience. They did not heed the word of God. Oftentimes when God's messenger went to them to give them the word of God and what they should do, they rejected them. They killed the prophets. They stoned them. They did things to them because what was being said, they did not like to hear what God was saying. And so and as a result, it put them in captivity in a lot of things that they are times that they found themselves. It didn't mean that God was not with them. God was right there with them because He was their chosen, they were His chosen people. So everything that happens to us is not of the devil. As we heard this morning, we have become our own worst enemies a lot of times. Amen. Someone wrote a book says, Why does bad things happen to good people? Well, the Bible says there's none good, no, not one. So we can assume bad things could happen to everybody, right? <laughs> Amen. It rains on the just and on the unjust. Amen. So we should not see everything that is going wrong in our lives that doesn't feel good or doesn't reward us good as something that is of the enemy or something that is bad upon us we should look for the good in the things what and ask ourselves what is God trying to show me 
in what I am going through right now. What has transpired? What is in my life that God is trying to bring out of me to get me to see here? Amen. We should look at these things. Uh, as I said, He's given us exceeding precious promises that I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. When you walk through the waters, I'll be with you. When you're in the rivers, I'll be with you. And when you're in the fire trials of your life, I'll be with you. Amen. James even tell us you believe there's one God he says the devils also believe and they tremble so that tells me that if I'm Holy Ghost filled the devil don't have any power over me I have power over him because Jesus says I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall harm you. So why are you afraid? Amen. We have to get to the point that we learn how to walk in victory in the things that we're going through and we're facing sometimes in our lives. Amen. We know that Israel had already been promised by God that they would go in the captivity. When God told Abraham, when Abraham wanted a son, he wanted Isaac, he wanted a, a promised child, and God told him, you're going to have this child, but that nation is going to go into captivity. They're going to be in captivity for over 400 years, and I'm going to bring them out. Now, you stop and look at the numbers. Now, God tells Abraham this before he ever has Isaac. Uh, he has Isaac. Isaac doesn't get married till he's 40. Amen. Later, he doesn't have Jacob and Esau till he's 60. Jacob tricks his brother around about 40 years old. So now he's going to stay with his uncle Laban. Now Isaac is already about 100 because he's dim. He can't see. We know how, he, how Jacob tricked him, right? So now here's almost a hundred and something years here. Jacob goes stay with his uncle Laban for about 30 years. He comes back. He's in Pandanaram again for a long period of time. Jokes have been sold into slavery. So now we're talking almost probably somewhere, if I'm calculating right, probably somewhere around 200 and something years, if not longer. But because God's word is true, he has to fulfill what he says he's going to do. And I'm sure Joseph is thinking when he gets his dream, he goes tell his brothers, he goes tell his dad, and now they cast him in a pit and, and sell him into slavery. And I'm, I'm sure Joseph is probably thinking, what in the world is going on here? Why are my brothers treating me this way? Why are they saying they don't know me to these caravans of people coming through here? Why are they doing this to me? But later on, after he's old, he turns to his brothers and says, You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. God sent me before you to preserve life. Amen. God's got a plan for what you're going through, uh, what you're facing in your life. We have to learn how to stand in there, if I could put it that way. You've got to learn how to get rooted and grounded. This is what the Lord said through Jeremiah the prophet when he sent them. Now, think about this. Israel is in captivity, and they've been in captivity for a while. And God sends a messenger to them in their captivity. And here's what God says. God says, 
Go tell them, amen, that they're going to be there for 70 years. So tell them, don't just get down there and start murmuring and complaining. God says, go down there and build houses and live in them and plant gardens and eat off of them and get married and raise families. Amen. So let me tell you three quick ways how to endure your captivity. Number one, build the house. Amen. Know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you. You're not your own. You're of God. Amen. You need to build this temple no matter what you're going through in your life. You need to add to your faith virtue. Virtue knowledge. Knowledge Temperance, temperance, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, patience, and patience, charity. Amen. You need to build this thing. You need to add to yourself. You need to put the word in your heart. Amen. So that you don't sin against God. You need to do everything you can to build up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Build this temple of God right. Get it in the righteousness. Build the armor of God upon you. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Your lawns girded with truth. Have your feet shod with the gospel of the preparation of peace. Take the shield of faith. Amen. For which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You've got to build this thing. You've got to get your feet solid. You've got to get it right. Amen. You've got to build your life in righteousness. You You've got to build your life. Amen. Don't just sit around and complain because you're going through things. Build the temple. Build the house. As the Lord said to Haggai, go get some wood and build the house. Amen. Now is not the time to complain or murmur. Amen. About what you're going through. Now is the time to build the house of God. Amen. It is time to strengthen the inner man. It is time. Amen to make yourself secure and strong in God. Build the house while you're going through you're going through. Don't focus on your pain. Don't focus on your problems. Don't focus on your situation. Don't focus on what the world is doing. Don't focus on any outside things that is going. Build your house. Get it strong. This is what God wants. You're wondering what's going on. God says, build a house. Amen. Number two, plant the garden. You don't plant, you don't eat. (laughs) Plant the garden, he says. You're going to be there for a while. You don't know how long it's going to be before God gets you out of your situation. So God says, plant a garden. Amen. The word of God is the seed. Sow seed. Jesus says a soul went forth to sow seed and some fell by the wayside and some fell among rocks and some fell among thorns and some fell among good ground. You've got to sow the seed. Amen. No matter what you're going through, it does not negate God's promise and God's mission for you to sow the Word of God. Jesus says to you and me, go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved and he 
he that believeth not shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And Matthew, he says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. You've got to sow the Word of God. You've got to sow the seed. There's people around you when you're going through things in your life that still needs to hear the Word of God. Amen. You still got to have the Word hidden in your heart so you can share the Word of God. Not It's, it's not a time for you to stop teaching Bible studies. It's not a time for you to stop sharing truth just because you're going through something in your life. People are still looking for men and women who say they are what they are. You've got to share the Word of God. Plant a garden. Amen. Sow the Word of God. Amen. It's through patience and comfort of the Scripture that we find hope. So God says, plant a garden. Amen. And then He says, get married. <laughs> Raise a family. Amen. Burp others into this thing. Amen. This is what God is saying. You just because you're going through things and in captivity, still raise a family, still raise a church, still build up works, amen. You still got to raise and burp newness uh, into this truth, amen. You've got to begin uh, to draw more into the family of God. You've got to do what God is asking of you and I to do. Don't look at your captivity as something negative, uh, but look at your captivity of what is God getting ready to do in my life. He knows the expected end, the Bible says. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you to give you an expected end. I mean, God knows uh, just because you're in captivity, He's going to bring you out. Uh, as He told Israel, in 70 years, I'm coming to get you. You don't have to worry about it. This is why He wanted them to build. This is why He wanted them to plant. He didn't want them to sit there and murmur and complain and bicker about all the problems of life. He wanted them to realize, I'm still down there with you. I'm coming to get you. You just got to learn how to be content until I get there. You've got to be doing what I'm telling you to do until I come and get you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you will be also as he told Abraham they're going down there for 400 years but Abraham I'm going to bring them back to the promised land God is going to come back for you and I he's been gone over 2,000 years but one day he's coming back for us we might feel like we're in captivity right now but build the house plant the garden bail families give your children and raise more families families. Build this thing up. Amen. Because God is coming back for our people. Amen. We just need to hold on. Amen. And the Lord says, and seek peace <laughs> and pursue it. 
Because in your captivity, it is easy to let the storm of life mess with you. Like the song says, I got 700 things on my mind, (laughs) but I keep on believing. But it's going to be a place like I've never seen. Amen. Amen. You've got to realize, God says, seek peace and go after it. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made on unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Paul says, brethren, I know how to be content. No matter what state I find myself, I've got to learn that whatsoever state I'm at, I've learned contentment. I've got to have the contentment to keep the peace in my life when I'm in captivity, when it feels like everything is coming against me. i got to realize that the peace of God will keep me steadfast as long as I keep my mind upon Him. You see, the determination of how strong your anchor is, is based on the storm, amen, of life, amen. Your anchor will hold in spite of the storm. Jesus will still hold you steadfast. He will step on the bow of the ship just like he did to his disciples and say, peace, be still. But you've got to pursue peace in your life. If your life is in turmoil right now, if your life seems like it's turned upside down, you've got to seek for peace. You've got to get a hold of Jesus Christ. You've got to go after Him. David says in Psalms 34, Come and hearken unto me, and I will show you, amen, the sure mercies of God. He says you need to pursue peace, amen, and ensue it and get a hold of it, and don't let it go. Why? Because he's the prince of peace. Amen. Get a hold of it. Amen. If life is turned upside down, turn it back upside right. But get in the hold of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. When God ordains your captivity, that's why I always look at everything I go through in my life. I don't look at the devil doing nothing to me. Never. Since I've been saved, I don't look at the devil doing nothing to me. I give him zero credit for nothing that's happening in my life. I always say, God, what are you doing? What are you up to? Because if I'm going to get out of it, it's going to be you. Amen. That's why I said I got so many exceeding precious promises because when he made promise to Abraham, Sister Sandy, he said, surely blessing I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after Abraham patiently endured, he received the promise. The Bible says Moses chose to suffer with the children of God to to endure the pleasures of sin for a season. Why? Because he had recompense to the reward that God had promised. 
promise. Amen. And we've got exceeding precious promises. And so God says, no matter where you find yourself, build the house. Amen. No matter where you find yourself, build the garden. No matter where you find yourself, burp new family members. Get it going. Give your children to be married. Amen. Let them grow children as well in truth of God's Word. Amen. And go out the peace. Amen. Don't worry about the, the things that are around you. Everybody else's life can be turned upside down and flipping and the world can be going with chaos. And what we see in our world today is the enemy trying to inflict fear. And if we're not careful, we can focus on all that. Amen. And we can get all bothered about it and we don't have any peace. But I come to tell you, God says, seek peace and pursue it. Amen. Because He wants you to stay in perfect peace till He comes back for you. Because if you get out of perfect peace, you're going to make the wrong decisions. You'll make wrong choices in life. Amen. You'll be not sleepless nights. Amen. But do you know what this Bible tells me? He gives His beloved rest. He gives me sleep. David said, I lay me down and I rest. I sleep. I wake. For the Lord will sustain me. I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people which have set themselves around me about. Rise, O Lord, and save me, for you have smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to you, and your blessings are upon your people. God is still going to bless you in your captivity because you're His. You just got to build the house. You've just got to plant the garden. You've just got to make a family. You've just got to keep pursuing out the peace. So when God ordains your captivity, rejoice. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I'm going to make you happy when it's all over. <laughs> That's what God is saying. When it's all said and done, what you want, is going, you're going to get it. So, but you've got to be content where you're at. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ. Who strengtheneth me? Amen. I'm coming back to get you. Just, just be content. He didn't promise you a rose garden. If he did, there's still thorns. <laughs> Amen. You just got to hold on in the storm of life. Amen. Praise God. He will come through for you. Job, amen. As you see Job's life, amen. It was ordained of God what was going on there. Amen. But at the end, do you know something about that whole story? Is God knows your breaking point. He knows, as the Bible says, how much you can handle. See? You just have to stay in there. And he will show up just before you break. He'll be there. Somebody wrote a song and said, how are you going to pay your rent when all your money is spent? Jesus will work it out. Amen. You just hang in there. He'll work it out. You just keep doing what you know to do is right, and he's going to work it out. Amen. He's not, going to, he's not a man that he should lie. 
He's got to perform what he said he would do for his children. Just because you're going through things in your life does not mean that God has forgotten you. Amen. Ruth, it would have been easy for her to say, I'm going with Ophir, I'm going back. But no, look at the story, how it all unfolds. In a sense, she's kind of in a captivity situation. But she do what she knows she's supposed to do. She knows I got to eat, so she goes out and go to work. Amen. She's doing what she needs to do. And then all of a sudden, God gets involved. And Boaz says, drop some hand for us. She's trying to find it. He says, drop it. <laughs> Just drop big handfuls so she can, can get more. Amen. He, he, God is already at work in this girl's life. See, and that's what God is trying to get you and me to see. Amen. Don't worry. You just keep doing what you want to know to do is right. And see, don't he make ways for you where there seems to be no way. He's going to give you an expected end. Amen. And Job lost everything. Most people that went through what Job went through, you probably would have been turned upside down. Amen. In life. But notice what Job kept saying. I know my Redeemer liveth. He shall stand upon the earth in the latter days. And after the skin worms has ate this body, yet in my flesh, I'm going to see God. He knows the way that I take. And when I am tried, I'm coming forth like gold. And we know the end of the story of Job. Amen. God gave him twice as much as he had before. He restored his health. Amen. All the things. Because why? God knows the thoughts he thinks towards us and to give us an expected end. If Job got twice at the end, God had already thought about giving him twice as much at the beginning. Amen. Paul wanted to go to Ephesus, and God says, nope, go to Macedonia. He gets to Macedonia, and where he finds himself? In jail. In captivity. What probably what on his radar screen? He's thinking he's land of God, which he was. But there was nothing probably in that saying, you're going to jail, you're going to get beat. But what happens? He says, well, if I'm in jail, I got beat. Ain't no need to sit here crying and complaining. Let's build a house, Salas. The mighty God is Jesus, the Prince of Peace is He, the everlasting Father, the King eternally, the wonderful in wisdom by whom all things are made, the fullness of the Godhead in Jesus is His place. They start singing and praising and worshiping God. Amen. Building the house. Amen. That's what you got to do. Sing to yourself psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Amen. As they start building the house. Amen. An earthquake began to shake the jail. And as a result, the prisoners heard them. They probably joined in the choir. I don't know. But as they start worshiping God in their captivity, what happened? The jailhouse opened. Amen. And the prisoners could have got away. But no, the jail 
overcome crying out for some light. Amen. And as a result, he called for a light. He's springing in. And he came in and he was getting ready to kill himself. But Paul says, do yourself no harm. We are all here. And he came trembling and fell down before them and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus and thine house and you shall be saved. And they took him that hour and they baptized him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It might look like captivity, but what is God doing in the captivity? What is God taking you there for? Why has God got you in a hell place on your job sometime? You might feel like everybody is against you and nobody wants to hear the Word of God and you feel like I'm in hell and I'm in captivity. But what is God trying to do to you at that place, amen, that you are at? God says, build the house, amen. Build yourself up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Sow the seed of God. Plant it, amen. If they come against you, if they say negative things and evil things against you, just tell them, Jesus love you. Just keep sowing the seed, amen, because it will take root, uh, and you will be surprised what the Lord will do in all this stuff, amen. You will be surprised. You just keep pursuing peace. You just keep putting their names on the altar, amen, and just pray for them. That's why Jesus says, if your enemy hungry, feed him. Everybody on your job hates you. Next time you go out to Burger King or, or to, to McDonald's, bring them back a, a cheeseburger. Bring them, bring them some donuts. Whatever. Bring a, bring a donut and, lay, and put it right on their desk. That's right. He says they're hungry. Feed them. They're thirsty. Give them drink. Amen. And what are you going to do? You're going to heap coals of fire upon their head. And the Lord will reward you openly because pretty soon they will realize that they need you. Amen. You might think you're there for the wrong reason. You might be trying to get out of there. Oh, man, I wish I could get me a better job. I need to get out of here, man. These people lost their mind. They are crazy. What is God doing? Why has he got you there? You his kid. He knows you're there. <laughs> he knows you're there. He knows before you ever got hired in the job, you was going to go there. So this is why you got to learn to be content. This is why you have to learn to pursue peace. Amen. This is why you got to do what he's saying to do for you. You start your day with prayer and build yourself up. Amen. And just be a good steward. Just be a kind-hearted person. Amen. You'll be surprised what's going to take place and who's going to get saved in that place where you work. Amen. When I first got to Okinawa, man, everybody hated me. You know? But by the time I retired, there was a whole lot of them baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And that's what it's all about. Amen. Build the house. So Job knew Amen. What it was going through. Joseph knew. Paul knew. Amen. They did not just sit back and do nothing. Amen. So I want to encourage you today. Maybe right now 
you're feeling like you're in captivity. But let me encourage you. Build the house. Amen. Plant the garden. Keep sowing seed. Amen. Eat of it. Amen. Keep, keep getting married. <laughs> Bringing more people into the family of God. Amen. And keep pursuing the peace of God. Amen. And you'll be surprised what the Lord will do. Amen. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Our God is so good to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Maybe today, amen, you have felt like you have been in captivity and you've got shackles all around you. I want to encourage you today to just purpose in your heart, amen, that you are going to break those chains off of you, the fear and things in your life that's been trying to hinder you, and you're going to serve God right where you are with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Because he's going to give you an expected end. The question is, what kind of expected end are you looking for? What are you wanting God when it's all done? When he brings you out, what do you want to have? What do you want to see? Amen. And that's what you want to cling to. Someone says, I'll cling to that old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Amen. Don't forget Calvary. <laughs> Amen. You're not going through anything Jesus didn't go through. That we, The quicker we get that in our mind, <laughs> the better off we're going to be. Amen. So as Sister Miller plays and sings this morning right where you are, Amen. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus and you've never been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, then the altar is here. You come down, I'll pray with you. Amen. But if you are born again of the water and the Spirit, let me encourage you to just get a hold of God and don't let go. And none of the ways that you know, just cling to Him. Amen. Over and afresh and anew. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. God, I praise you, Jesus. I pray for the children, God. God, I pray for Nathan. God, I pray for Nathan this morning. God, I pray for this child. I pray for your spirit.